Welcome to the College Football Bros. I'm Michael Newman. And I'm Ryan Newman. All right. Today we are on to question five in our 2021 college football preview season. For the next couple months, we're going to have one episode every single day, including weekends, uh, answering a different question about the 2021 season. Ryan, what's our question for today? Today's question is, who are the top five Heisman candidates from the group of five? Okay, so obviously it's pretty unlikely that any of these guys will yeah. win the Heisman Trophy just based on on history, but uh, one or two of them could definitely end up in the top ten. Um, yeah. And either way, you know, regardless of, of Heisman voting, these are names that you'll want to know for the upcoming season. So who was number five? Well, we had a tie. We had a tie between two folks. I'll lead off with the uh, the first tie, and I'll give you the uh, the other guy. But uh, Lane Hatcher uh, is the first one, tied for fifth from Arkansas State. Um, I, as far as Arkansas State overall, I actually think they might surprise some folks this year uh, under new coach Butch Jones. He's making his reappearance back here, and you know uh, Lane Hatcher is the main reason why I think Arkansas State could have a, a pretty darn good year. Um, you know, obviously Butch Jones is coming in and you think a new system, but Butch Jones is keeping the same offensive coordinator there. So that might help with the, the consistency a little bit there. So there might not be as many growing pains. And Lane Hatcher's just been fantastic. His first two years, freshman and sophomore years, he's been awesome. He split time with Logan Bonner, um, for his first two years. And, uh, but Logan Bonner transferred, uh, he went with Blake Smith or Blake uh, Anderson, sorry, to, uh, Utah State. So you kind Blake of Smith, me. one of our our frequent commenters on YouTube. <laughs> yeah, I think that's so. what came. <laughs> Shout out to Blake, Blake Smith's Smith. comments. Yeah. Hey, if you if you uh, comment on our YouTube episodes, we might accidentally say your name. In yeah. <laughs> that was unintended, but it worked out. Uh, so yeah. Anyway, his stats have been amazing. Uh, Nineteen touchdowns, just two picks last year, over ten yards per attempt. Like he has been awesome when he's been the guy. I think he was clearly the better quarterback of those two. Um, so, and you know, they got some, uh, the reason why I say he may be, you know, also a Heisman candidate, you got to look at situations, you know, he's got some attempt, some, uh, a tougher schedule. So you got Memphis, Washington, Tulsa in the non-conference, pretty solid team. And then and in their conference, they got Louisiana Coastal and App State all on the schedule. So there's like big marquee games where if he shows out and, you know, if they put together a magical run, you know, it's conceivable that he could put himself in the, as far as like the top G5 candidate. Did you say Arkansas State has Washington on the schedule? Yes. Interesting. I didn't realize yeah. that. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, well, t- also tied for fifth was Dustin Crum of Kent State. Yep. And, you know, the last two seasons, he's had 32 touchdowns, four interceptions, almost nine yards per pass attempt. He's also very good on the ground. So he can do it all. The schedule, again... It, this could either be his downfall or it could be his opportunity. Yeah, I know because, that's the thing. <laughs> yeah, they have got to so have they, the chance. Right, right. They have at A and M, which is just brutal, and they have at Iowa. So those are two very, very good defenses. They are going to be way yeah. outmatched there. But if if um, if Crum can somehow you know pull off a miracle in one of those games, then maybe he'll get his name out there. Yep, that's certainly possible. Yeah, I mean he's been awesome. He's super fun. It's just tough for tough for a Mac uh, team. They just kind of seem like the bottom of the conferences, you know. So, yeah. All right, moving on here to number four, we got uh, Carson Strong from Nevada. Uh, he had an awesome sophomore year uh, last year. He completed seventy percent of his passes, twenty-seven touchdowns to just four picks. Um, and going into this year, everybody's coming back offensively. He and Romeo Dubs are one of the best 
duos, QB wide receiver duos, um, really in the nation. Uh, and Carson Strong, I think what's kind of might help his quote unquote Heisman candidacy is the fact that he's being looked at as a high NFL draft pick. So maybe he'll get a little more attention, um, nationally than some of the other guys he might be battling it out with in the G5. So, you know, if you look at the, their, their schedule, it's, it's not that hard. Uh, so that, could like you said it could help and hurt they don't might have the right. marquee ones they play cal and k-state in the non-conference neither of them you know they're decent teams but they're not the high marquee level so um but if the, they end up winning all those games and have a magical year where they win 10 11 games you know maybe he's uh get flirts with the top 10 finish in the heisman so uh, he's just going to put up a huge statistics this year though because great team great qb set up pretty well for him yeah i'm i think this uh we maybe should have just done a top four list here because I think it took kind yeah. of a big, a big jump forward there at number four. I agree. Uh, number three, we have Grayson McCall from Coastal Carolina. And as a freshman last year, was one of the most efficient passers in the country. Also a really good runner in that uh, option style offense. And Coastal returns almost everyone from last year's, I think, 11 and one team. So yep. he'll, uh, you know, he's going to put up big numbers in all likelihood. I think what could give him uh, an issue is easy schedule. I mean, yeah. easy. You brought up the you know Nevada playing Cal and K State. I mean, those are those are obviously solid teams, but yeah, decent. Yeah, Coastal does not have that. No, they have nothing. Kansas and Buffalo really and UMass. Just yeah, bad. Nothing good. Yeah. So um, so that that you know will help him in terms of numbers, but hurt him in terms of you know getting the eyes of the voters. The only benefit is he's already got the eyes. You know, they're probably they'll start the yeah. season as a top twenty-five ish team, so eyes will already be on him. So it's not like people will be late to the party uh, on, on Grace McCall. So that's true. Um, all right, let's move on to number two. We got uh, Dylan Gabriel, the lefty from down in uh, at UCF. First two years have been fantastic: sixty-one touchdowns to eleven picks the last couple years, nine yard per attempt. So he's been awesome. Led the team to a lot of wins last year. Dealt a little bit of a tough hand with some of those sit-outs that they had, especially on defense. So this year, it's a new system. You got a little bit of Gus Malzahn coming in, uh, taking over. Uh, so that's a little bit of a concern. Not quite sure you know, what it'll be like. Gus Malzahn's offenses at Auburn slowed down a bit. But you would think his numbers will still be amazing. You got great talent. Gus Malzahn probably just didn't have this, I don't know, maybe the talent to work with or whatever it was, but there's really no excuses not to have a good offense. And UCF, they got some opportunities to have a good, uh, you know, marquee games. They open up the season against Boise State on a Thursday night, so all eyes are in right there. If he has a big game that and that one leads him to a win, all of a sudden he might be throwing his hat into the ring for real. So uh, he'll have the opportunity for sure. In American, they got some good teams, so that's, you know, it's the top probably uh, non-Power 5 conference. Yeah, I thought uh it was close between uh one and two here. I actually had on my personal list I had Gabriel number one just because I think the the upside in terms of statistics that he can put up throwing True. the ball is is a bit higher than our number one here. But I still think a worthy number one, Desmond Ritter of Cincinnati. And the main reason, of course, that he's at the top of the list is that he's playing on the best G five team that's gonna be getting a lot of hype. Uh, coming into the year, Cincinnati plays on the big stage at Indiana and at Notre Dame. So those are, everyone's going to be watching those games, especially if they keep winning. So, um, he's going to have opportunities there. If he has any hope of 
of winning the Heisman. I think he's going to need, you know, more explosive plays in the passing game, more yards, more touchdowns. Um, but obviously the, the running ability helps him. He had, I think, 12 rushing touchdowns last year. So yeah, it was like more than combined the previous two years he had. So yeah, he stepped might need up. to, might need to do that again. But, um, and of course, go undefeated. Yeah, well, yeah, they've got to go undefeated. Yeah, they've got <laughs> yeah. to go undefeated. And even loss, even it, all these it, things happen, he's still probably not going to win the Heisman yeah. because he's not, like we say, he's he's not necessarily um, just putting up these massive it's numbers. Not Spencer it's, Rattler of OU. No, like, it's not, he's not putting up the same number. He's good. He's going to put up solid numbers, but they're that's just not the way they're designed. Right. But if they do go undefeated, they're the voters are going to want to reward someone, and yep. that would likely be Desmond Ritter. Yep, I am in agreement there. Okay, um, so yeah, we've got our our overall list here of five. I guess technically six because we yeah. had a tie at fifth. But uh, who's who's some of your honorable mentions? It was tough because you know I, once you said what you said earlier, the top four I thought was pretty clear. Um, after mm-hmm. that, it got a little, a little not that they they're better QBs. After that, it's not like a drop off as far as quality. It's more of a, as far as a potential for actually going to win the Heisman. Um, I think there's a difference in uh, between those two statements there. So, but honorable mentions, I think we got to mention Levi Lewis uh, from Louisiana. He's been there for a few years now, played really well. Um, and of course, if they go undefeated or have a really magical year, you know they're gonna he'll get the pub, kind of like the Desmond Ritter, but just not quite at that level. Yeah, the numbers. Know. I just you'd have to take a huge jump. In, yeah, know, last year a little step back as far as numbers. The year before was decent, but it's got to be his best year yet, no doubt about it. So. Uh, I'll just, I'll let you get some throw another name out here, but Levi Lewis well, was one for me. Okay, well, if we're talking numbers, I had uh, the first non-quarterback we've mentioned, Sincere McCormick, running back for UTSA, because he was, I believe, second in the nation in rushing yards last year. I know not a lot of teams played a ton of yeah. games, but still, he's had a monster year, and UTSA brings just about everybody back. So if he goes for like 2,000 yards and UTSA wins Conference USA, then you know maybe he'll get a few votes. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a good one. Uh, one more I'll throw out is uh, Nick Starkle from San Jose. Uh, he was I obviously led them to a pretty darn good season last year, uh, winning the Mountain West, going undefeated in the Mountain West, uh, and it was all because of the passing game. So you know if they have another magical run, uh, maybe Starkle's name gets a little more notoriety in the Heisman candidacy. But it's a big if. But <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, well, I'm going to throw out another one. We just keep going back and forth. Yeah, I got sure. one more. Why not? Yeah. Caleb Ellaby, yeah. Western Michigan. Oh, yeah. He was uh, third in the nation in pass efficiency last year. It was, of course, a Mac-only season. but uh, Yeah, limited sample. But if he can continue that this year, then who knows? How about yeah. this guy? How about, How about this, this guy? guy? I'm going to stop it. I'm going to stop. Okay, we're done. I was thinking Clayton Toon. Clay- oh, you oh, just did. You, you did it. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to uh, stop, man. There's some good QBs. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, uh, Jerome Ford running back for Cincinnati. All right. <laughs> that'll do it for this episode of the College Football Bros. Uh, tomorrow we're going to be ranking the top five, actually not top five, top eight G5 head coaching candidates for future Power Five jobs. So we yeah. will talk to you then. And by the way, this one we didn't include. It's 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 only G5, right? So the Malik Willis's, you know, sorry, yep. they're an independent. Otherwise, he'd be you know, whatever, one or two on this list. So just want to get that out there. All right. All right. Thanks for that clarification. (laughs) See you tomorrow, everyone. You've been listening to the College Football Bros. If you have any questions for the next podcast, 
email them to collegefootballbros at gmail.com. To keep up with the brothers on social media, like them on Facebook at College Football Bros, follow them on Instagram at College Football Bros, and for their commentary on Saturdays, follow them on Twitter at CFB Bros. Thanks for listening.